Well, welcome to Naked on the Couch. I'm Bobby Kruger. And I am Maya Kruger. And this is episode five. And I just have to say, I really would just love to wake up, go into the kitchen, see the table filled with breakfast already set up, just like our couples do. Are you saying I don't do that every morning? (laughs) No. (laughs) Why would I expect you to do that? I am a modern man. Oh, Sometimes I make food in the morning. No, Bobby doesn't make food. Bobby prepares food. I prepare food. I don't know how to make food. Yeah. But I can put things in an oven. I can mix them together and I can use the air fryer mm-hmm. and Trader Joe's everything but the bagel seasoning on everything on everything. Yeah. And let me tell you, it works quite well. So we are here, of course, on Naked on the Couch podcast. Um, and, you know, if you're joining us for the first time on this uh, show, what we do is we break down reality TV's favorite not so favorite couples and of course uh you know the first five episodes and probably for the next like dozen i guess Mm -hmm. uh we'll be breaking down this season of lifetime tv's married at first sight new orleans season 11 um if you are uh, maybe not following along too specifically with the show or maybe you are this episode was really about reflecting on the well one the actual honeymoon that that they were on but uh, only, of course, uh, with that, the honeymoon stage that they're actually in. Having for some of them. For, well, for some of them, yeah. I mean, I guess they're all, yeah, they're not, they, some of them didn't even get to the honeymoon stage, which we'll get to. Uh, but they're in this honeymoon. It's sort of towards the end of that honeymoon. Uh, and so we are, we are starting to see in some ways in the uh, expedient form of relationships, the honeymoon is actually coming to an end. For some of these relationships. The physical honeymoon of being in Cancun and at a resort. The resort looks very nice. I mean, the emotional honeymoon could continue. Yeah, I mean, for some of them, it seems. It could Um, start for some of them. Or it could start for some of them. Yeah, I thought this was a very good episode. I feel like this was the first episode where we got into the actual couple's relationships. And I I would say in a deep form. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I think this episode really focused. I think the, the through line was on communication. Um, I feel like every couple okay. was being examined through the lens of communication and what were their communication styles. You saw at certain points producers, um, and we'll, we'll, um, I wasn't going to start with Christine and Henry, we'll get to them, but you know, prodding them with certain questions, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't want to say icebreakers, but stuff for them to get talking while they're being, while they're shooting this, this television show. And I thought it was actually really, I, th- I just, this whole season so far, I feel like, and uh, love your take on it, it just feels like it's more about the show what it was supposed to be about and less about crazy crap happening between yeah it's actually about about matching couples that will that will be good for one another and by and large i I think they have been for the most part by and large yeah so i want to so again if you're just joining us for the first time what we do is we talk about each couple um, we take notes while we're watching the show. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, Maya is a therapist. I am totally not a therapist, um, but we like to have conversations also as a married couple. Now, the first couple we're going to start out with this week, I think, will be uh, let's do Karen and Miles because they're such an interesting couple. I don't know why do you why are you looking at me like I did something be- interestingly here? Because I think that um, something was exposed about yes. that couple mm-hmm. on this episode. First of all, Miles being honest and upfront and so vulnerable to say I was diagnosed with clinical Mm -hmm. depression and he wanting her to know that. So it's not about, so she knows it's not about her. If he has off days, I think that's incredible. I think it's so responsible. And also, you know, he's really making sure she doesn't take it on herself. Sure. Uh, Not a lot of people would do that. So I love that. What I find interesting, this, first of all, just from a production point of view, like the score of the uh, editing really bothered me. It was very much like, again, yeah, this, it's the music they put behind these things. It really gets me sometimes because he did share this thing and it's like ominous music. It's like he just shared that he was depressed. Do we really need to have or has depression? Do you think we really need to have the music underneath that that's like, oh, no, what's going to happen here? How do you feel about people exposing a diagnosis, a mental health diagnosis after a few dates? <laughs> well, um, I would say that well, I'll get to that because I actually have a question about that that I want to ask you. So I'm not not answering the question, but he I want to kind of buying time to no, think. Um, well, no, because I, the kind of the through line that I wanted to kind of work through here was on the production side first because it was edited in a certain way where it made it seem like I think 
Karen might have thought it was a bigger issue than maybe she actually thought of it to be. Although there was one thing um, that I thought this kind of struck me the wrong way. And, uh, she said the quote, you know, I really wanted a masculine man. Mm -hmm. You're smiling. Yes. Because we knew she was traditional when we started. Mm -hmm. Right. She wants she wants a man to lead. She's um, very into traditional gender roles. That's why she, she wasn't a fan of him being younger than her. It's interesting that depression or mental health issues are perceived as weak. And it's really interesting to me that femininity is perceived as weak. Um, so when we think about people having mm. struggles, we think, oh, it's not really masculine. So yeah. what is it then? Feminine. No, that's the wrong <laughs> answer, Robbie. That is the wrong answer. Oh, okay. Um, to your point, uh, you asked me a moment ago, what did I feel like about people revealing these sort of uh, things after a week? Um, I think, I don't know if the first date's the right place. We certainly were very open on our first date, all those many three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, they're in a different situation, right? Because they've been together for a week, but it's also been like seven straight days. So the level of like listen, listen. It's really the equivalent. Let, of answer the question. You go on. You're not married, I okay? Said, I you go you. on a date. I don't mind. Second date, it's going really well. You're mm -hmm. not like you didn't meet your wife, obviously. But on that second date, she'll say, "I have bipolar," or "I have um, PTSD," or something. You know that that she's sure, really struggling with, but that has a name and has certain behaviors that usually come with it. Mm. Um, and she's telling you about a struggle that. Are you asking if I would that would be a turn off yeah. or a, a flag? I think it would be something to keep aware of. Keep so what mind. does that mean? Um, I think I would have to know how it manifests on a day to day and how uh, it shows up in the relationship. It also has to deal with, I think, um, you couldn't come back and ask, well, what's your, how are you taking care of that? Or not, if that sounds kind of shitty to say. Well, how are you? How are you working through that, or how do you work with that, or something along those lines to really understand? You know, I've dated people in the past who have certain diagnoses, um, and maybe we probably should. We've never really actually spoke about it. Mm -hmm. um, I only came to really understand that actually after we broke up. Um, so, I, I guess my question for them would: uh, first of all, I appreciate the honesty. And I think it would just have to be like, well, there's follow-up questions. I'm not expert enough to figure what those those questions would be, I guess is what I'm saying in this moment. But I'd love to know, like, whenever they would feel comfortable enough to share their journey with it. I'd be interested in understanding that. I'd be interested in understanding, I don't want to say treatment, but I kind of want to say treatment. Okay. I feel like if I'm in a relationship with someone and, I ha and I'm bringing to the table something, Mm-hmm. I want I want them to feel comfortable that I don't just have this thing and I'm laying it out there and then it's oh I have I'm, I'm dealing with this thing and I don't take care of it. Okay, so you want to see how they're they're taking care of themselves with it. Yeah, I think it's and then try to learn as much as I can about that. Uh, I hate calling it diagnosis. But let's call it diagnosis. I want to learn all I can independently of them about that diagnosis. How it how it just is in the world. We have a DSM five in the house. Of course we do. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would also try to get to know them and understand how it manifests and how they show up in the world with that diagnosis on a day-to-day. -day. Okay. And then, and then try to understand from them how can I be supportive in that, in that uh, environment or in that relationship. Okay. And she asked, Karen asked that question. She, they asked about, or she asked about, uh, I, I kind of just scribbled down here at the gauge. I think she just wanted to understand from Miles, well, what does that look like? On a right, because he day. said he needs to be alone. Right, and then, you know, how does she understand when it's because of, I guess, how does she just know, is it 1 to 10, is it something? He uh, said to use a scale, which I think is really interesting. Did she say that, or was that coming from her, I thought? I think he said a scale. How would you recommend people engaging in a conversation like this? Like, if you were to write a script? First of all, I think... I think everyone has something. Sure. That's why everything is on a spectrum. And we're all somewhere on it. All of us have anxiety. All mm -hmm. of us have fears. 
Um, it just depends to what extent and how much it disrupts or doesn't disrupt our life. So, and by the way, everyone has trauma. Everyone. Of course. Bringing it to, I mean, if it's something that is very param paramount in your life and it's something that you are actively working on and it's part of your daily self-care, once you're close to someone, I think it's, it's good to disclose that just so they know who you are. And if they don't like it, then they can, they can F off. I think if it's on a, like you mentioned the situation of being a first date, mm -hmm. uh, I would almost have the, the, um, there was, I feel like in my, in my, as I'm thinking about that situation, I almost would kind of be like, why are you telling me this now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like, I appreciate it, but I would think that they've been burnt before yes. sharing it later. That's and what I imagine being so. rejected. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. There was one person I once went on a couple of dates with who ended up, she had some physical ailments or something, but I couldn't tell, you couldn't tell what they were by looking at her. In fact, she was very fit. She worked out a ton. Mm -hmm. um, the she, opera singer? No. This is okay. Different. Um, <laughs> this is way before the opera singer. Um, the punch card. No, uh, but she had something. She didn't tell me what it was, but and she was clearly struggling with something, and just couldn't get her to I did, not that I was like going to pry it out of her. We, we kind of hung out for maybe three weeks. Um, at some point I was just like, all right, well, I mean, this wasn't, it wasn't really working anyway. Um, but there was just that level of, okay, you must, something must've happened in the past where you got burned or something like that. And that's and why she didn't want to divulge it, even though it was clearly something she was, um, struggling. Now she ended up years later. I think we still follow each other on social. Um, she had a whole giant coming out mm -hmm. thing with it. I was like, oh, well, that would have been helpful. I think that anything that you disclose about yourself, not even a diagnosis, even like losing a family member or I don't know where I brought that from or <laughs> just, you know, experiencing sure. life changing events, um, sharing that with someone shows confidence, I think. I mean, if you're saying it from the right place, if you're saying right. it because this is part of who I am and you can take it or leave it or F off. Um, but if you're saying it because... I need you to know right now and because I can't handle being rejected in the future and I just I need to know if you're in or not. Yeah, it's the anxiety talking. Right. I have definitely done that before. I think I wrote a really bad poem about that too. <laughs> of course I did in acting school. I definitely wrote a bad poem about wanting to say everything up front because then, I'm translating in my head, because then the surprises don't hurt as much. So deep, actress Maya... I always feel like when you tell me these stories about things you've written in like when Maya was in drama school in Tel Aviv, um, I always just think of her whole life sometimes before the age of 22 as like a live journal. What do you mean? <laughs> just and like in First of all, I went to acting school only at 22. Okay, fair enough. So anything below a certain age, maybe 22 or younger, 25 and younger. It was like a live journal emo of poetry and Oh, I definitely had Tori that vibe Amos to me. hundred percent sad girl <laughs> song. Oh yes. <laughs> it's raining. The weather's feeling like But it's I Israeli, feel. so there's just cigarettes and chain smoking at the same time. It's acting school, so obviously there's that too. <laughs> mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Um, anything and that's else? kids how I became a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on Karen and Miles that we wanted to kind of touch on? That was really I think like the focus of their episode. They didn't really I feel like on a screen time level, they didn't get a lot of attention this week. Uh, I thought that was like the big key moment was, hey, I have clinical depression. I do want to say so something on. about them. Yeah. I feel a bit rejected on Miles' part. Why? He's bringing up the intimacy thing. He's, you know, she gave me a kiss on my cheek and I haven't washed it since. There are jokes about that, but then he does bring it up, bring it up again in that elaborate breakfast that I <laughs> don't cook for you ever. Um, you actually do. That's true. It's nice. But she talks about being emotionally ready. So he's, he's putting himself out there and saying, um, I'm into you. When are we doing this? When are we getting close physically? That's hard to do. That's also because we're so conditioned as a society to see that as unattractive in itself. To be, to be the wanting one. How messed up is that? That we see that as unattractive. Well, maybe like uh, maybe she just wants her to be the aggressor, or she wants. Her to be I cannot <laughs> hear that friggin' word. I, never <laughs> we'll talk about Christina. I know Christina and Henry always kind of uh, throw us for a loop, uh, and we'll, we'll definitely get to them in the next uh, couple here. But I think Olivia and Brett 
gave us a lot of stuff to work for and, and work through this week. Um, I enjoy watching them uh, a lot. Uh, one of the things that is starting to be a, an ongoing gag with them is every week they come up with some sort of, I don't want to say trivial, but things that people do, I guess, when they're living together. And they kind of ask each other, well, how, do you do this thing? So last week, a couple weeks ago, right after the wedding, the bag on the suitcase, you put bags on the suitcase. And you then mean it, the suitcase on the bed? Suitcase on the bed. Okay. He was having a stroke here. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a late on a, on a long week. Um, and then it was about, uh, of course, peeing in the shower. Mm-hmm. The very important knowledge. Which got brought up again this week. By another the, couple. Yes, by another couple. And this time it was about flossing and <laughs> how often they floss. Um, and I think she said cleaning ears. No, that was also brought up on the first on the fir their first night that she cleans her ears three times a day but flosses. Once a week. Yes. I love it. She's a woman of many contradictions. I'm all about it. Uh, I just thought that was funny because it gives us – it's just those funny little – uh, scenes are very, very just real, and I just enjoy. It. There's nothing to really talk about with them, but I just enjoyed. I wanted to point that out. I really enjoy them. I think that they are two very mature people. He's way more guarded than she is. Um, she's so real and just open, and she really knows who she is. Yes, and she owns that, and she's she she she's a very good communicator. Again, based off the theme of this week's episode she's, she's fantastic at it and also i want to say what a strong backbone she has because after christina kind of hinted at are you okay because he doesn't seem great yeah. and na, 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 na. that can be something that really throws you for a loop in the beginning of a relationship you're like oh did he hit on her did so he let's rewind a little bit here so chris uh we're bouncing around a little bit but christina and henry uh and then of course there's one couple and then the other couple of course being uh, Olivia and Brett and uh, I'll, I'll come back to the thing I wanted to kind of hit on first but uh, this conversation stemmed from what we call the rating conversation uh, the producers had the couples uh, sit separately at first it was just the guys and mm -hmm. then just the, just the ladies um, and they I guess prompted them to if you would rate your marriage within the first week mm -hmm. or ish how would you on a one to ten Mm -hmm. And they all went around the table. Yeah, it's seven, five. I thought it was funny. Henry was like, I think it's going pretty well. <laughs> I think it's Compared seven. to what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Compared to mm -hmm. a train wreck. Um, but it, uh, it gets to the, the sequence of events. Like it got to Brett. They asked the guys, I think Woody asked Brett. And then Brett sort of was like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in rating. It's dehumanizing. He said it was. De I don't know if he said that then or he said it to Christina later. But essentially, he was like, "I don't really want to rate it. It just doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do." Mm -hmm. I was trying to think in my head: Did he actually mean that? Is that a true belief? Is he trying to hide something? I don't know. But then the way they edited the sequence was, is that he overheard Olivia saying she rated. I think he, she said a seven. He told her that though the morning after. Later, he told her that. But in the interim, there was a lot of stuff that went on there. I do wonder the editing. It makes me think that maybe he heard it first, had a bad had a bad vibe, and didn't want to answer the question. I think that's what that. happened. Well, it wasn't edited that way. It was okay. edited, and it was edited where he didn't answer the question. He overheard her, mm -hmm. and then he didn't answer the question for the rest of the night. No, no, no. He he didn't answer the question. Then Christina asked right. him again. <laughs> so uh, later on, maybe who knows? Twenty minutes later, they're all commingling, and Christina, you know, asks Brett what did you rate the relationship? And he said, I don't believe in rating the relationship. I find it to be dehumanizing, mm -hmm. which obviously Olivia is sitting right there. It felt again, edited, but Olivia may have, she, I guess she didn't know that he had overheard her say that it felt like a shot <laughs> at his wife. Um, it felt really avoidant to me. He just didn't want to address it. He was uncomfortable. Right. Either he wasn't happy with what the match or he just couldn't be bothered. And, and there was another conversation that happened that you alluded to with Christina um, and Olivia. And I guess the only way to really phrase the conversation was Christina felt the need to kind of get in the business. And she, fe she said she felt the need to protect Olivia. The need to protect Olivia. Which because is like, based on her know. experience, Christina's experiences, men like that are not good. She, is, she called them what we like to call an F-boy. An F-boy. Um, what is an F-boy? 
An F boy is, I would say, a player, someone who has very little regard regard for um, how his actions affect usually the other person of relationship. She it thought, applies for both genders, oh. all genders. So she thought that his avoidance of that question of the rating was like a big ominous sign, and then it just, it, but it just the whole thing just felt really pushy and out of place. The whole thing felt like she had a. She she made it she made it into a thing. She like took her aside and she told her that and that would make me personally feel really uncomfortable. As Olivia, yes, yeah, I would. I would, so. I would listen to what she was saying because I'd just be so curious. So but like, it, I don't know you. <laughs> but she's protective. I would already assume that she has a, an ulterior motive. What I think that ulterior motive is is drama. We know she has a yeah. flair for the drama. Aggressive drama. No, but she's not the aggressor, Bobby. But not the aggressor. She needs someone else to be the aggressor. Brett, cause drama so I can be attacked. I don't know. <laughs> um, so let's kind of fast forward. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, I don't think that we saw much in the interim there. We kind of fast forwarded, if I'm recalling correctly, to Olivia and Brett later in the night. Um, they come into the bedroom. Olivia's all deflated already from that conversation. She seems with like a bit on Christina. edge, a bit deflated. She sort of sits there and asks... Um, Brett is super quiet, completely not plugged in. Stonewalling. Stonewalling. And she is trying to understand. Yeah, so very basic questions, right? It's like, like so what how are, are you feeling? Do? And what are we going to do when we get home? Right. So he, so what she was doing was um, she was trying to just get him to start talking. And she was trying to get in through things like, how are you feeling? But also getting into things like, hey, when we go home, what would you like to do? Yeah. What's the first thing we want to do? And. He just really wasn't answering the questions. Um, and he's like, oh, well, I don't really have anything in mind. I just want to see my cat. But she's communicating also in the moment yeah. like, hey, you're giving me nothing. I you're need gi- you to communicate with me. You're giving me nothing. I mean, she's, she was really just trying to build build some connection. Mm-hmm. right? She was trying to reach out and connect with, with Brett. And he just really wasn't having it. At some point, he said he got really sick of being asked the same questions mm-hmm. over and over again, which, okay. And it seemed like we don't, I don't really know what he was referring to. Maybe it was the rating thing. Maybe other people mentioned it. Hey, why don't you rate it? Or what do you I think? I thought he was referring to, to the rating thing and also to Olivia asking him oh, questions. Oh, in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, in that moment, my vibe from him was he's not all that into this woman. Um, or maybe he wasn't into the situation he finded himself in where he had to like answer and be held to account for his feelings and being like, yo, like we're not on the same page. Let's get on the same page. And he didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You get to the next morning, the breakfast is lovely already oh, made course, and prepared beautiful. for them. Um, of course that's production and room mm-hmm. service. Um, she woke up, you could see her in her face. She was completely tuned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually flipped over and was like completely apologetic. He was like, I'm really sorry. Uh, I heard you grade us a seven. It really turned me off. I took it way too seriously, and I'm sorry. So I love that he said that. Yeah. I was just like, you know, good job, Brett. Nice. I would really appreciate it if someone had said that to me. Yeah. There's something so responsible about that. He could have let her, you know, stay in her head. But he's making the attempt to connect with her, and she was able to say, well, I'm not going to, you know, hold it against you all day. She was able to to move past it as well. Um, I love that. Yes. We do that every day. When we have a fight? I wouldn't even call that a fight. We argue. You and me? Yeah. Does Not arguing? Like, no, I wouldn't say we, I mean, we do argue, but I don't think we argue that often. But there are times where, like, one of us says something, and then, you know, we have to take a few minutes and then be fine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Shut up. Okay. Yeah, we usually yeah. make a joke, and then we're like, well, we were being oversensitive. Um,. But yeah, no, I, I, it's funny. I, I sometimes get the vibe that he's not into the relationship. And then on a dime, I'm like, okay, he's actually. I don't think it's about her. I think he's not, he doesn't know how to be in a relationship and not be terrified. Say, say more about that. Because he told, he said he was cheated on twice by his fiance. Okay. Um, that would make any normal feeling human suspicious. Interesting he chose to get married at first sight. But. He clearly is is really sizing her up to see if she's worthy of trust. I think that the, because she's such a clear communicator, it makes her more trustworthy. She's so direct. She doesn't keep you guessing. 
She doesn't take her power from, you know, guessing what her next move is going to be. No, she's very clear. Yeah. She's super clear. She's awesome. Yeah, no, she is. She feels like Mindy. Yes. And if you don't know who Mindy is, look up that shit show of a marriage uh, from season. Not from Mindy's side. No, Mindy was awesome. Yeah, we both want to be her friends. Her husband, not as much. Mm-mm. Christina and Henry. So we just talked a lot about Christina. Um, this couple continues to. I just. It just is rough. It is rough for them. It is rough for us. It I have to say, it looks like Henry's opening up. Okay, yeah. And at some point, you said to me during the while we were watching this, Henry was growing on you. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of background on how they got to you saying that this week. Um, the first scene that we saw of those two, they were, I guess, having lunch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Production set it up. And they brought over to her. She ordered something. It didn't seem to be what she wanted. And she got super impatient about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Henry was like, didn't really know how to approach her. Didn't really know how to approach the situation with her. Wasn't sure. Like, my feeling was, is she... Does she want him to like flag down the server? Does she want him to take ownership and be like, okay, I'm going to fix this. Are you going to use the A word, the aggressor? I, I'm trying to avoid using the, uh, that, that word. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the production, then production came over and called her Christine, not Christine. Very offensive. That mm-hmm. was not the right time to do that. No, it was not. And he just sort of, he just sort of looks into his plate and um, they ask a question. And the producers prodded them. I think it was to Christine. It might have been to Henry too. And they said, is there anything that you want, anything more or less from your partner that you want right now? I think that I'm paraphrasing, but that generally was the question. It's a pretty basic question that I think there's never not an answer to. Really? Is there anything you want from your partner right now, more or less? I guess I feel like there's always something. Great. Not in a bad way. Just like I don't know, Tell it could me be how anything. You really feel, Bobby? Jeez. Okay. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he just sort of looks through his plate. He he's eating to avoid answering the question. And she asks him that. Yeah. Are you eating to Are you eating to avoid the question? They totally. I, I appreciated the read on that because it's like hundred percent. I found him very endearing in that moment. <laughs> he just, just talk about it. You said he was growing on you. Why? He's growing on me because his awkwardness. I'm seeing him open up a little bit, and there's a sweet person in there. Um, very innocent and very like beneath the the anxiety and the social awkwardness is a really sweet dude um, who doesn't have a lot of experience out of his comfort zone. It seems that way. And I don't know if you knew about this, but it was, it was his first time out of the state, out of the out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. To Mexico. I don't oh. know if you heard that, but I leaned on our uh, kitchen table and it just moved. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you gain ten pounds in quarantine. Um, so she answered the question. She actually answered the question. She said, I don't know if you heard this over the phrase of the show. She wants someone who takes charge. I don't know if you she heard She wants this. someone to be an aggressor. I don't think people in the, in the back row but of the stadium in Poland heard. He admitted that he struggles with that. So uh, there was actually a connection there like, hey, I can see that you need this thing. I'm not that guy. And she really wants him to make a move. Yeah. He says he moves at his own pace. And that um, it's just obvious to anyone watching that they just aren't on the same page. I wonder if they were matched because they could balance each other's energies out. Well, they said that. I think if you remember the matchmaking episode from episode one of even our podcast, I think they said that. Um, I think the experts were like, there's a balancing act here. She can do this for him and he can do that for her. You can kind of see it. I just don't know if either of them are in the right place to change the way in which they show up in this relationship and that's actually a question i wanted to ask you here um which is where i just want to find that question so all right so she keeps saying i might i don't know if you heard this mm-hmm. she keeps saying Wait, she, i need to hear this i've never heard this. yeah she she keeps saying that she wants henry to be the aggressor what she said what <laughs> yeah can you say a, that again she wants him to take charge mm-hmm. i had no idea okay so oh, let's she say, just said that from the beginning so you're in this marriage mm-hmm. and is I don't know. Is it reasonable to expect that of someone who may just not be that way instead of maybe taking it upon yourself to either I want to say train the other person or just 
change your frame of what you are looking for. Here's my read on that. Because they're married already, too. Here's my read on that. And you do that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix this table. Please don't. I'm afraid of it falling. But keep going. Okay. So this is very strange. You're like fixing the table. I'm, I'm listening and I'm fiddling. So the aggressor. The what? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a weird taking charge. Okay, taking charge. So think about people that are comfortable with people being different than them. Who are those people? I, wait. Com people if I'm okay with you being different than me, what does that make me? Tolerant. Also, what else? <laughs> Tired. <laughs> what makes me confident. Oh, right. And secure in my own self. I don't need you to be a certain way for me to be myself. Okay. So she clearly is not comfortable with him not prescribing to something gender-based that she assigned him. And she feels it's an effect on her. It's a reflection on her. So she, she needs the validation. She doesn't have a strong enough sense of self to say, that he's just doing Henry. Right. Yeah. And I just want to say it's really hard to do. I totally understand her. I overread yeah. into things in the past, and I still do, um, because we're not confident all the time. And we do have holes in our Especially in a new relationship. Yes. Where you're not, married. He's not giving you anything. Right. So I, I totally get it. I get it. I understand that. So Christina rated them a five and Henry a seven, mm -hmm. which I thought was funny. They kind of, they, she baffles me a little bit. Why? There's something I really admire about her, which is she seems like fun. She's, she's very vivacious. She's very alive. Um, there's something like regal almost about the way she carries herself. And on the other side of that, there's like a troublemaker kind of dirt digger spill the tea type. Do you know what I mean? Spill the tea type? Yes, she would like you. What kind you. of phrase is this? I don't know. It is late at night, <laughs> and I am not the aggressor, okay? Don't talk to me like I'm the aggressor. What is spill the tea? I don't know if I've told you. <laughs> is it just is, spill the tea? Isn't that like... Like tell the gossip. Yeah. She wants to hear oh, the gossip. Oh, yeah, okay. So she's she's sex to oh, start the pot. wow. And this, folks, is what happens to processing after 9 p.m. She, when you reach a certain age. Mm -hmm. So she stirs the pot because she kind of enjoys that. She has a flair for the drums. So you're saying that showed up in the fact that she was talking crap about Brett to his wife. They've known each other for a week. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like she's in this show for the story of it. Like I went on this show and I did this thing? Yes. Think about how many things you've done. I don't know if you have that were for the sake of the story. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Really? Off the top of my head? I mean, I'm, again, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I've 100% done things I'm for the sake of the story. I'm a father. I'm tired. It's a long week. Oh, you are? Uh, you but I can't thing. imagine, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I feel like I've definitely entered encounters for the sake of the story, knowing damn well they were not good for me. Yeah, I, I guess there were things that I, uh, whether it be dates that I went on or uh, other things that I've done for the sake of the story. Sure, I think I do that. A, I think I do that a lot, actually. The thing about that trait, though, is that you get really defensive when someone says, are you doing this for the sake of the story? It's like, no, this is what I want. And by the way, I need an aggressor in a relationship. Well, okay, but at sort of at the end of their ride during this episode, he I don't want to say he became the... There's this word aggressor I wrote down, that but they went, they went, um, I don't want to say it was paddle boating cause that's not the right, it was sort of like they were standing on a surfboard. Right. And he was killing it. He was killing it. But I, what was, I don't know what you call paddle boarding. No paddle boating. Paddle board. It's we a sound board. Really stupid he right was now. standing. He was standing though, like on a surfboard with an, oar. with an oar. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's called paddle boarding, but he was really, he actually had a, a knack for it mm -hmm. um, I would totally fall over and he looked like he was enjoying himself mm -hmm. and he was actually kind of humorous to the camera that was on and the front he of the went thing. away on himself yeah he, there was something very sweet about that he there just seemed like sweet, a yeah. like a like a guy having fun yeah and that was a, sort of a, a glimpse into his real personality or his personality outside of the awkwardness that often he shows in the relationship yeah and she was not very happy with that because she was left on her own 
Well, she fell off and then she ended up uh, into the water, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, anything else on those guys? I think we kind of did. I think we kind of did it. Uh, you know, I don't think it ends well for them. I, I feel like it's going to be no, a, no, a no. continuous struggle. No, no, no. I think it struggle. ends well for them individually. Sure. I don't think that together. Right. It doesn't look like a match that's going to come easy. And I also want to say that matching people with the premise of them balancing each other out a la opposites attract. It's dangerous. It's really offensive. It's so condescending to say that. You need someone that's the opposite of you here because the way you are now is not balanced. What an assumption about someone. I don't know. I feel like you're making a, a mountain out of a molehill. Bobby, you're acting like an aggressor. and Here's why. Because you've said in the, this, the past on this on this podcast series and in what we talk is about you do try to and uh, we go back to that how i met your mother episode with the ba- your baggage fitting in with my baggage yes how is that any really that different i feel like it's two sides of the same coin i don't I, you're there's, talking about personality more personality sure traits. but i also think that that personality traits are, d- are derived from studies actually show though that if if partners have the same like almost social rhythms, meaning when they wake up and when they like to go to sleep and when they like to eat, how they travel together, that's a better indicator of them staying together long term. But we don't wake up at the same time. You go to bed. If you had it your way, you'd go to bed at 2. Mm-hmm. I go to bed at like 8.45. Mm-hmm. I wake up at 5.30. You wake up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We And that's why research is not perfect, folks. <laughs> but I just want to say... If I were to date someone that was the complete opposite of me, right, I would feel I have done that. So sure. I can speak to that. I felt constantly inadequate and constantly resentful. I thought, well, that's what I needed. If I'm like artsy schmartsy, all like psych stuff, I need them to be really rooted in the ground and I'm all about the Excel sheets. That's not who I am. No, even though now you're kind of excel I'm kind of excel kind of excel these days. job at Salesforce, yeah. Um, I thought that's what I needed to be balanced, but it actually made me act more extreme to my end. I became way more artsy and emotional. Would have loved to have seen that person. Really? <laughs> Let's talk about Woody and Imani. Um, the one phrase that I wrote down repeatedly on my notes of them this week were too easy. I don't know if that's the right I don't phrase. think it's too easy. Part of me, the one scene that, um, you know, I, I look, I, I, I don't know if it's too easy is the right frame. It, it seems though they are kind of, what I appreciated about the too easy part. So their relationship is going very, very well. They're communicating well. They are uh, physically uh, connecting on other levels that the other couples aren't. I thought it's a competition mm-hmm. um, to compare us to despair once we're on a keychain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought what was nice about them, I feel like mostly from the Amani side, a little bit on the Woody side, is they recognize that they were in a honeymoon both in actual mm-hmm. actual honeymoon and in this honeymoon phase, and that they were sort of like really enjoying where they were right now, mm-hmm. but kind of having that one eye open on like, okay, it's it's not always going to be sunshine and lollipops, mm-hmm. as they say. Where do uh, they say that, Bobby? Uh, it's a Swedish a, saying, isn't it? I don't know. There's a Marvin Hamlet song uh, called Sun, Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. Uh, okay. There you go. That's a bit of no knowledge. one besides you knows anything <laughs> about what you just said in that sentence. Uh, okay, I know. Anyway, Marvin Hamlish wrote a chorus line among other things. He was an Oscar winner. Passed away recently. Trivia. Um, trivia with musical theater. Um, anyway, so I just I appreciated the fact that he had that they have that one eye open on to like okay it's going great now. They have an awareness that yeah, I like them. I that like this them. is a heightened situation and it's really great that they feel like this now. But they're also not 16 and like and this is gonna last forever and ever and nothing will ever come between us <laughs> which is how people think when they're sure. not 16 too um I, there was a moment towards the end of the episode where they're in the they're in the tub mm-hmm. that's me growling mm-hmm. and they wow. are having a conversation and, and it, the woody is, is speaking in very romantic terms I didn't write down any specific phrases, but he, I felt like he was laying it on pretty thick. He told her he was falling for her the night before. True. I, it just felt like the phrase that I wrote down, and you mentioned this phrase. You taught me this phrase, and you can explain this phrase for our What did for I do? What did I say? It felt like he was love bombing. Oh, love bombing is not a good thing, though. I know, and it just felt like he was so over the top. I didn't feel and like I, they could have been drunk. 
don't which think I, he, I would imagine they probably were. I don't think he was that over the top. But talk about what love bombing I is. think if he had said, I love you so much, let's make a baby right now, and let me tattoo your name on my left cheek, not even butt cheek, face cheek. You think it would have to be that extreme to be a bomb? Love bombing is all this grandiose okay. display of emotion in the beginning of a relationship. And that, the, explain love bombing on why, what kind of... Love bombing is usually is. attributed to people that have narcissistic traits um, where they're so infatuated with the idea of winning over an individual that they bomb them with love. And, and once that person is kind of in their pocket, if you will, they lose interest. He doesn't strike me as that. No. So I don't think he's love bombing. I think, he's, he, I think all of, uh, everything about him is a little extra. The way he dresses, the way like he's he's a fun person, so he's gonna love that way too, and I love that. I, I guess it came from when he said it. The only phrase I wrote down was like, "You make me be a better man." And I'm like, "It's been a week." Shut Maybe up. This has been a very impactful week for Woody. I, I think it's been a very impactful week. Um, they had a pee shower conversation at the end of the episode, but they talked about it like so. Meh, well, meh, she wasn't very happy about it, which I thought was funny because Olivia was the shower peer. So you thought it was just Brett. an all-girl thing? I, I, well, no. And then he said he did, and then she was kind of grossed out by it. He kind of, she kind of for uh, henceforth, henceforward, forbade its happening. Okay. Which I thought was kind of funny that they went back to that conversation yes. again. Like production has hours and hours and hours of footage, and they've woven in the pee conversation in the shower. We're saying. Two of the five couples have had this conversation. It we may never resurface. Had it. That may be one of the final decision talks. Do you think that we don't? We're never going to know this, but do you think the other couples mentioned it behind the scenes, and then that's how it came up in the conversation? Because what mm. are the chances two of the five talk about the same thing? No, it's either I've that or that the rest of the or the rest of the couples just agree with one another. Oh, you pee, I pee. Oh, you don't pee. Yeah, no, oh, gross. I, I guess it's just a. I don't know. I never. No, I don't do that. And I wonder what um, research would say about those three couples that have matching pee schedules and preferences if to pee in a bathtub or shower. Okay, bathtub is a whole... Bathtub is a problem. You realize a shower... There's a shower head in the bathtub usually. Peeing in the bathtub is a whole other no, connotation. Not taking a bath and peeing while you're in the bathtub. We're not animals, Bobby. We're babies. She does worse things. <laughs> she does worse things. She does worse things. Our baby we're talking about, of course. Um, speaking of babies, someone who doesn't believe in the uh, the the morality of having babies. Of biological course, children. Biological children, of course, Bennett. He really came off that subject pretty quickly <laughs> in the in this episode. They talked about parenting styles in mm -hmm. this episode. So One may say week, Amelia may on be that. the, I don't know if you've heard this word. Aggressor? Maybe. You think she's the aggressor in the in the kid she's department? She's gonna be the leader in that relationship. Two quick thoughts about Bennett mm -hmm. off the top. One, we're a week into their honeymoon and a marriage. Uh, does he have more than one sleep dress? Because it feels like he wears the same sleep dress every night. I don't know how I feel about that. See, my question would be, does Amelia have a vegetable hat? Because she has all those flowers on that hat. I wonder if she has like for any 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 sprouting flora group huh. headwear maybe she, it's like uh, i'm thinking a great hat would be like the cauliflower hat and then you can make a pizza okay and guys <laughs> at some point in your life you will switch to eating cauliflower based pizzas because that is what happens to you above 30 yeah mm -hmm. um another point of bennett that i thought was just fantastic and frankly i'm a little bit jealous of he is an expert at folding laundry I'm jealous of <laughs> Amelia because she has Bennett that is really good at folding laundry. And I, as we know in this house, uh, I fold a lot of laundry, not well. So you have to understand that Bobby has this very, very small but present sneaky side where he will be down to do any chore, but he will just do it awfully so you will never ask him again. Are you saying I mean manipulate the world 100, in which we exist? Yes. So... <laughs> Can you fold the laundry? Sure. Can you put the laundry away? Sure. And I'll find like my underwear in his hanging from his closet. I don't know where certain clothes go. I know where my There's clothes very go. limited options of where I they can go. I think this is a guy thing. I think general clearly not because Bennett, my friend, he, is a we professional. We don't see him fold. First of all, he folds his own stuff. We haven't seen him. He said fold he folded. He said he folded for his ex too. 
but we don't know if he put them away. Those are two different things, two different skill sets. I can You're fold not great laundry. at both. I could fold laundry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where women's clothes Bobby sometimes folds go. laundry like, like he's in a rush to the airport and he has to get stuff together and half of it's still in the dryer. <laughs> Does, and as opposed to you who wash clothes and leave it in the actual washing machine for three days without putting it in the dryer. So you have to rewash. I want to say, I don't know if I've told you this, but I am a mom to a nine month old working oh, full yes. time. Yes. Because life has changed so much in that department. <gasps> I'm a really good. Hey, <laughs> I'm a great homemaker. Listen, you can leave clothes in the dryer for a week. Um, it's all good. I accept for you as the aggressor in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Are you the aggressor? I accept who you are. Now, let's get back to the farm. Mm-hmm. What did we love about Amelia and Bennett in this episode? She wrote a song. About falling in love with people too fast. Yes. And it was very sweet. And she's very talented. Yes. I was like, wow. Oh, he was looking at her. Good. He was like, mm, it's my wife. This is amazing. Yeah, they're, they're swooning. What I liked about their parenting conversation was uh, they talked a, a lot about raising their kids the same way that their parents raised them, which I thought was really uh, interesting, sort of a new experience for my brain. Because I feel like a lot of people try to think to themselves, what did my parents do? I need to do the opposite, or I need to keep 75% of differences Did you watch Girls? No, I never watched Girls. Damn it. Their dynamic really reminds me of when Ray and Shosh started dating. There's someone outside really proving that they have a motor, and you know what I mean. They are an aggressor. They're an aggressor. There's literally, like, it sounds like there's 50 motorcycles outside We are outside on the eighth, eighth floor. floor so, well, so I don't know those characters, but explain it. But there's this scene where they're laying in bed. They're in the beginning of the relationship, and it's all talk like about random things they'd like to do, and, and I'd like to experience that with you, and, I'd like to do, and I, I would really like that too. And they're saying these random things like, just really, really out there things, and they're agreeing with one another, and it's just kind of those moments in the beginning of a relationship where you're like, yeah, that, that trait that's going to really f- bug me later is so endearing right now. I'm going to make it work. Everything about that person is magical. They sound like that. It sounds like they're falling in love. Yeah. It kind of also sounds like 500 Days of Summer, uh, if you've seen that film. Where I have. At the beginning, of the, the beginning when they're just falling in love, all those little... Uh, things about the other person makes them just so incredibly happy mm-hmm. and then after they afterwards the end or after they break up like those same things are just if they do it one more time I'm going to kill them mm-hmm. I just thought that was a, a funny juxtaposition based upon where they are but they seem to be in a great place they're doing very well like us they're trying to figure out how do you limit screens to their future children mm-hmm. um, I just re- I just enjoy watching them so much I, I love when they talked about their definition of love um, either one of them, I don't remember who it was, said, "If I would live in a cardboard box with you and we can, mm-hmm. we can make it work. And when, when Bennett says something like that, he is serious because he does not live in something that far from a cardboard box. That's kind of true. So again, if you haven't watched the show, first episode, and I'm assuming next week uh, when they go back to life in New Orleans, they will visit each other's uh, dwellings, if you will. And he dwellings. lives in kind of a shack no, he in lives his parents' in- backyard. Oh, it's his parents' backyard. I assumed it was his parents' backyard. Mm, see, I'm not convinced of that yet. It was. I, it's not a shack. It's, it's a theater kind of a set shack. that he made into a house. Yeah, it's like a theater set, but he built actual walls and a ceiling to it. Mm-hmm. But there's no bathroom. Right. There's there's an outhouse for that. Uh, or so the parents' house. I just enjoy them. I, I know we say it a lot. There's. I feel like they don't. They because they're just chugging along here. Mm-hmm. They don't. I feel like they don't give us so much to talk about. Um, no, I also think we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to jinx anything because they're being so sweet. We don't want to swoon over them too much and then be like, wait, no, and what? He was an asshole. No. <laughs> there was no aggressor? No aggressor in this one. So next week, they're going to be heading home from the honeymoon. Um, we start to really see, you know, just them getting adjusted back to life. It seems that they are going to have next week or maybe the following week um, I guess one, two on ones or one on ones with uh, either Pastor. I think it was Pastor Cal, mm-hmm. which those are always fun to kind of see how they. I love his work. He seems like a very. He seems very good at what he does, mm-hmm. um, and I and I enjoy him on social media, as well. Any final thoughts? Yes. 
Go ahead. As the aggressor. As the aggressor, I want to actually ask you about the aggressor. Sure. Is it important, do you think, to have an aggressor in a relationship? Um, I don't, I feel like that's a, I don't even know what the hell that means, to be, to be frank. I've never used that term before. I've never used that term. I feel like if someone's not the aggressor, I feel like it's a, I don't know what that means. It just feels like when, if someone's not aggressive into how they're showing, showing up in a relationship or showing affection, affection or showing interest, they're just not that into you. That's how I feel. Mm, so maybe she's not, maybe what she's communicating, commu I can tell you're not that into me. Right. I've never be the one. I'm not, uh, Bobby, what is happening? It's late. Yeah. I have never been the one to not be bombarded with uh, affection. Yeah. I, it just feels like he's not that into you. We know that. We could probably see that. I don't even know if it's, not, if it's about her. She will make it about her yeah. because that's what we do as humans. But he seems just, you know, he's, he's kind of letting it build. I don't know. Uh, that relationship seems very um, stilted, I guess would be the word. It's just like... Stilted? Yeah, having trouble getting off the blocks, if you will, mm. in a track and field uh analogy that i've never actually done track and field but wow. getting off the blocks guys there's so much education off the starting line mm -hmm. launching the, the launching. launching pad it just doesn't feel like it's going it's getting off the starting line it just doesn't yeah they're still hanging out there and discussing if they should do it or not yeah again like even on like the paddle boating or thing it just feels like two people that met in a that was conference. something else i just dropped on this <laughs> really nice it just it table. feels like it's it's two people who met at a conference who signed up to go on a paddle boating excursion because it was in the lobby and they just did nothing else for the afternoon. And they already finished the bonding activity of yeah. asking each other the questions. It's and very strange. Like, mm. Well, it's not strange. It just feels like a, it just doesn't feel good. Right. And we know they're both in, in administration. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, so this has been episode five of naked on the couch. Feel free to follow us, subscribe, rate, review on Apple podcasts. If you would be so kind, follow us on the Insta at naked on the couch podcast. And we thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.